Well, when I decided I would volunteer for this job, fill the pulpit again, I was kind of undecided about what I was going to talk about. I looked through my Bible, and, you know, when you've got something you're going to have to do, you don't really know exactly what you want to do, but you know you're going to have to do it. So I uh, thumbed through there, and I decided to talk about forgiveness. And so... I was still kind of unsure about it. I went to the internet and got a bunch of stuff together and read and, you know, studied on it and all that. But yesterday afternoon, Mary and I went to Altus. We went to go see that movie. And I might get emotional when you hear, but uh, it's been a long time since I sat through a movie and it brought tears to my eyes. Now, I'm not going to say much because some of y'all hadn't seen that. But the early part of the movie, when this young man is dealing with with his father, brought back a lot of memories, and uh, he forgave his father. And it made me realize that even though my dad's been gone for 44 years this year, I still had anger issues with him. I have a lot of things I could not lay to rest. So in view of that, I'm going to try to go on with this and talk to you a little bit about forgiveness because I, for one, needed this lesson. Uh, I'm sure that probably several of you out here may have a grudge against somebody that you hadn't let go or uh, aggravated with somebody, maybe mad, so maybe somebody did you wrong. And I can tell you, if you're holding a grudge, if you're angry with somebody, you're not hurting them at all. You are not hurting them. You're hurting yourself. It's a proven fact that uh, the chemicals that your body generates, adrenaline, I don't know what else, but when you're upset, it takes a whole lot more energy to be mad at somebody than it is to love them or to forgive them. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. And I'm going to begin reading y'all the story, but I'm going to kind of skip through it here because you're all familiar with it. But it's a story of forgiveness. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. This is out of Genesis. Because he had been born to him in his old age, and he had made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him. They would not speak a kind word to him. And to make it worse, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers... They hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. Well, his brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Well, from that point on, y'all know how the story goes. Uh, they had plotted to take him out somewhere and kill him. And, uh, in fact, that's really what they were going to do. But 
But short of the, them killing him, they were in the desert, and along came this caravan going to Egypt, and they sold him into slavery for money. And that way they didn't have his blood on their hands. But they took his robe, of course. They killed a sheep, covered it with blood, took it back to the father and said, we found this robe, it's covered with blood. We can only assume that your favorite son was killed by a wild animal. And so uh, Jacob went in the morning. He was, man, he was tore up because that was his favorite son. And, uh, well, he just never did get over it till the end of the story. Well, as we know, Joseph went on to Egypt. Uh, the Pharaoh had a dream. Nobody could interpret it. And the Pharaoh had the dream interpreters killed. But he heard of one of the guys in prison down here, a slave that could interpret dreams. So he called him forward. And uh, to paraphrase the story, of course we all know it, Joseph interpreted the dream correctly that there was going to be a great famine and instructed the Pharaoh to put all his grain and stuff and store it up because there was going to be a period of seven years without food. So... Sure enough, they did that, and it came to truth. And somewhere along in that period of time, in those seven years, Jacob and his brothers, or his sons, all the brothers, were running out of food. So Jacob sent them to Egypt in search of grain. He had heard that they had grain, food, in Egypt, and they went. Well, when, he, when they got there, he recognized them. But he was in Egyptian finery and all dressed up, you know, and a man of honor. And they didn't know him at all. So he sent them back once with grain, and they came back to get more, brought the youngest son. Uh, he, in other words, had them to eventually end up with their father there. And he told them, at this, on the second visit that I'm your brother, I'm the one that you sold into slavery. And man, they were afraid for their life because they just knew that his, he was a man of importance in Egyptian, of Egyptian power and he was going to have them killed, but he did not. He was so overcome with emotion that he had to go off by himself and cry. He was, he was so glad to see them and he forgave them. He, he forgave them. And, in fact, sent them back to bring the whole family and uh, all their possessions back to live with them in Egypt, which they did. And so, you see, can you imagine what he went through? He was 17 years old when he was sold into slavery, just a kid. And we don't know how long he had to stay down in a dungeon or, or what he did, but... Uh, Everything that he endured, he was a godly man, and he realized that it was God's plan for him, God's will. And he made the ultimate forgivable of his uh, brothers. Now, in my research here... Uh, come up with several things that about forgiveness 
And I got two scriptures here I want to read you. Uh, both of them out of Matthew. The first one is 6, 14 and 15. My little sticker deals don't come out. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And our second reading comes from Matthew chapter 18, 21, 22. And Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servant. As he began the settlement, a king who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. And it was forgiven. Now, forgiveness is something that we all like to receive. You know, if we do something bad to someone, we like to be forgiven for it. And we all do. We all make mistakes. We make errors. And although we feel bad about it, we're probably not going to say anything, right? You know, I'm not going to say, I'm sorry. What keeps us from doing that? Is it pride or... Just our attitude, uh, bitterness, anger, resentment, jealousy. When we hold these emotions in, like I was saying a minute ago, it affects us. If, If somebody in here was wronged by me, say Kyle right here, if I said something to you that was detrimental to you and you didn't like it, well, there's going to be a, until one of us forgives the other, and we had a word argument, there's going to be this thing between us that we're probably not even going to lock eyes and look at each other. We're going to be uh, on the outs. And that happens to us every day in our lives with, with people. You cannot interact with people and not get into some kind of argument or observe something that maybe didn't even affect you, but it might affect somebody else, and it aggravates you or... Uh, Makes you feel bad. Well, we have to learn to to turn that loose and and, and just forgive. And, and I found some uh, information here that I'd just like to share with you. I thought it was pretty relevant. And it, I think it'll make it a little easier to forgive. And this is what forgiveness is not. This is not forgiveness. This is what forgiveness is not. It is not condoning the behavior. Once we understand that the act of forgiving does not compromise our moral standard by condoning the offense, we are in a position to forgive even the worst of sins. We're not saying what you did is okay. It is saying that the consequences of your action is not up to me. I forgive you of it. It's up to God. It's between you and God. Whatever you did, it's between you and God. 
It's not forgetting what happened. It would be foolish to erase from mind some of the wrongs done to us. Uh, you know, when you work for the public like I have for 30 plus years, Gerald, Christy, Ben, you run into all kinds of folks and things happen. Sometimes you don't get paid for what you do or somebody uh, owes you money and can't pay. Somebody comes in and insults your integrity. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. And uh, uh, you can forgive them of that, but you don't have to forget it. You know, you've heard the expression, forgive and forget. Well, I don't think God really calls on us to forget. You wouldn't hire a pedophile to be a babysitter. I mean, you might forgive him for what he did, but you won't want him watching your grandkids. Uh, you have to learn from from your mistakes and these actions that that happen, but you are called to forgive. It is not restoring trust in this person. Trust is earned. It is something we give to those who deserve it. And to blindly trust someone who has hurt us is naive and irresponsible. You know, we each of us have our little group of friends and family and all, and we we trust them probably more than we do others. Uh, like my church family, I trust all of y'all, and uh, I just do. And it would be different with somebody on the street. If somebody walked up to the shop and said, hey, man, I need 100 bucks to go do something here, pay my electric bill or whatever, well, if I didn't know him, I might be hesitant to, to do that. But trust is earned. It's earned. And if someone betrays your trust, like a friend puts on Facebook something that you told him in confidence, well... That kind of betrays your trust, sir. You have to forgive them, but you might not tell them again a secret that you don't want spread. It is not agreeing to reconcile if uh, somebody did you wrong and you forgive them for it. It doesn't mean you have to get along with them or agree that uh, it might have been your fault and not theirs. You don't have to reconcile. You just have to turn loose of that in your heart. You know when you've been wronged. I mean, all of us have been. You can feel it. You know when somebody did something wrong to you. And we just have to learn to turn it loose, let it go. Easier said than done, but it happens a lot in life all the time. And it's not doing this person a favor. If, uh, if they offended you or uh, insulted you. Jesus raised the standard of forgiveness to a higher level. According to him, we are to forgive even those that remain unrepentant. Forgiveness benefits the giver at least as much as the receiver, so we extend it whether or not the person asked for it. And lastly... Forgiving is difficult. It is not easy. I don't know why it's not easy, because once you do it and put it where it needs to be, you wonder, why didn't I do that earlier? I mean, there was nothing to it. Instead, we carry this grudge all this time, and 
You see somebody, you think, nah, nah, nah. I don't know what, you know. Why, we, why do we do that? Is it our human nature? Uh, isn't it much easier to just forgive and to go on and enjoy your life and let them enjoy theirs? Uh, no one benefits from having a grudge between two folks. And uh, forgiving is more or less an attitude that you have to learn to develop. Not just simply an act of forgiveness, but you got to have an attitude of forgiveness. If somebody offends you, don't let it bother you. Just put it where it needs to be and, and go on and don't be upset about it. I mean, it happens all the time. Somebody uh, says something and maybe they were not in a very good mood at the time. Maybe they didn't mean anything by it. We just have to learn to to put it where it belongs, put it behind us, try to forgive our neighbor. I tell you, we pray it every single Sunday when we do the Lord's Prayer. Lord, forgive us as we forgive others. So if you want to be forgiven for whatever you do that's wrong, then you need to learn to forgive others for what they did that's wrong. And that's that's the bottom line. We pray for it every single Sunday. We need to learn to forgive. Jesus is asking us to do something that is humanly impossible. In and of ourselves, we don't have enough forgiveness to go around. But God does. So when our limited resources run out, we're unable to forgive, we can ask him to forgive others through us. And in so doing, we take one more step of obedience and allow ourselves to become a conduit of God's grace.